Hello, and welcome to this edition of Secure Networks, the Packet Forensic Files, with your host, Michael Morris. This week's special guest is Matt Chase, Director of Cortex Alliances for Palo Alto Networks. Matt, thank you for joining, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, this is exciting. Uh, yeah, so I am the Director of Cortex Alliances for Palo Alto Networks. I've been here for just over a year, and as you probably know, following Palo Alto Networks, there's been a lot of changes and acquisitions and renames, uh, so it's a very exciting place to be. I've uh, been in cyber for about 10 years. I was at RSA Security for a while before this. Okay. Uh, actually on the product that does a lot of packet capture, so I have some history with uh, with the space. All right. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. I have two young kids and just got a dog. All righty. Well, again, thank you for taking a little bit of time to spend with us. Thanks. What we're just wanting to do is, uh, you know, get thought leaders in the industry to share some of their insights. And um, one of the topics I really wanted to hit on today is automation and orchestration is really changing the game for SecOps teams, um, really to address the uh, issue of overwhelming alarms. But what other key drivers are you seeing as a big reason for uptake in, in SOAR? Yeah, that's a good question. So, SOAR, uh, security orchestration, automation, and response, if your, your viewers aren't familiar, is, um, is a category that started probably about four years ago, you know, fairly new as far as cyber goes. Um, the main focus was to address the proliferation of tools across customer socks, right? So, when we talk to, to large customers, they have 20, 30, 40, 50 different security tools and IT tools that they need to connect. And so not only is it about working through all the different alerts, but really understanding the capabilities and the connections with those tools uh, makes the analyst much more effective. So if you have a single place to pull all the data and a single place to affect change from which to affect change, uh, the, the SOC operates much more dynamically. Uh, the other really interesting one that we see is uh, kind of more, more human is job satisfaction. And, you know, a lot of SOC analysts, especially at the tier one level, are, are totally overworked and they're fighting these fires and, and repeating the same fires over and over again. So understanding that if the machine is capable of taking some of the load off, these guys can focus on the real problems and, and have a better time at work. Yeah, that's uh, and I, more and more companies are really needing to think about you know the human toll of, of of their jobs, right? And you know if you're constantly overwhelmed, it's um, it's just un, unsustainable for the long term. Yeah. Um, actually, and, and that kind of leads into my next question. You know, the huge shift in the IT security space is is really going on right now with the massive shift of remote workers. Um, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything going on, what are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges um, companies are, are facing in that front? Uh, and what are, you, what are you hearing them do to solve it? Yeah, that's a very timely question. Um, so Palatine Networks is around 10,000 employees. Uh, we are based in Santa Clara, California, and we probably have two thirds of our workforce there. Uh, I'm East Coast based. And we have a massive sales force all over the world. So, you know, we're fairly, we understand what it means to work remote. Uh, we also sell a remote VPN solution, right? So we're kind of, you know, we're, we're schooled in that, um, 
in that tech, but I think the biggest thing that it comes down to is communication. And it's much harder now that you can't, you know, lean over the cube and talk to the guy next to you when you're trying to solve a problem. So, you know, there's things that we've put into our orchestration platform that help with, with the communication challenge of, of solving cyber threats. Um, I think that's probably the biggest one. But the other side is when when we're seeing people, you know, as I mentioned, I have young kids and sometimes I need to leave in the middle of the day to, to go deal with those things. Um, so when when people are ready to work, we want to have the work available and presented to that employee. So one of the things that we do in the orchestration platform is we're actually pulling all this data together in near real time and presenting it to the analyst when they're ready to take action on it. They don't need to spend all the time and go figure out all the things that they need to do. So be, you know, really chunking the work up into, into actionable pieces, I think is very helpful in this remote area. Oh, that's, that's a great couple of great examples. Uh, are, are you seeing some different um, implementations of playbooks or things they're doing differently with automation because of the being remote? Things that maybe you weren't seeing as much beforehand. Yeah, definitely. So I think a lot of the processes come into place, right? Where one of the really good things about an automation platform is the playbooks codify the process and the connection and the things that need to happen. Some of those things are machine-based and some of those things are human-based. So, you know, really building out a, a much more defined playbook, I think will really help the process, um, especially when people, like I said, can't talk and can't be close to each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and that's one thing I notice in in using XOR um, myself when we when we do demos and stuff yeah. is, you know, it's very customizable for how I need to work for yeah, me yeah. personally as an individual user. Um, what are some key learnings for our listeners to think about uh, when they're when they're um, moving to adopting or implementing an orchestration platform? Definitely want it to be flexible. Right. You definitely need it to to be um, customizable to fit your business process. Uh, as an example, we have, uh, I think it's now over 100 playbooks that ship out of the box with our platform. And I don't know of any customer that takes an out of the box playbook, playbook, puts another system and hits go. Right. There's always customization. There's always tweaks. Um, it's got to be very simple, you know, to basically bring this in, drag and drop within our UI to, you know, bypass things or make things uh, where you want an analyst to take action as opposed to the machine automatically taking action. Um, I think those are, you know, probably probably the biggest things. Um, you really want the system to be able to connect with all the different sources within your environment. So we have 400 different connections uh, within the XOR platform. Uh, certainly, you know, working, working with your team here, right, getting packet data, um, is huge, right? Being able to extract out files, um, save off PCAPs for, for system of record, things like that. Um, you know, you need to make sure that the system is, has, has what you want to do. Um, and you also need to make sure that the, that the company that's standing behind it is a solid, you know, big, stable company. I mean, this is a platform that you're going to put in. You're going to put a lot of, of intellectual property, if you will, into it with like your business process specific for your environment. And you don't want that company going away. You want them investing in the product and investing in the future. Yeah. Well, and yeah. one of the things I'm really impressed with what you guys are doing is how you're tying it to the many other tools and components of Palo Alto. Office. Yeah, yeah. 
um, that the security teams are already using. Um, let's talk about uh, APTs or advanced persistent threats a bit yeah. um, and some challenges there. How, how does automation or how can automation really help connect the dots of long and complex APTs? That's a really good question, right? So APTs, advanced persistent threats, your viewers probably all know, um, they are much harder to investigate than you know a widespread phishing attack. And APTs tend to be dormant in environments for years, right? certainly months or years. Um, so due to their complex nature, uh, you need the platform to be able to pull in inputs from different tools. And that's really interesting because when you're investigating APTs, you'll find that, that, for example, the SIM might know something about some of it, and the EDR might know another something about some other part of it. So stitching together the different dots and understanding where the users have gone, where the data has gone, all in one place, right? A, a SOAR platform usually is, is the, the system of record, if you will, for incident data, keeping all of that in one place um, is is really important, mm -hmm. uh, and certainly tying in you know deep packet inspection I think is is another you know, uh, you know sh shameless plug right but you know that kind of data is is really useful as you're actually going down to the deep level of of, of a forensic investigation. So you know I think I, the, the orchestration platform can only help for APTs. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and the more we get into them, the more I'm studying different types of APTs. The the length and complexity um, and intricacies of things that have gone on in them it's amazing is astounding and and yeah. you know like you said having the data in one location is is key how um how does ai really become a differentiator in, in a soar platform um and, and do you have some examples where that really makes a makes a change yeah definitely uh, so, so AI and, and machine learning are, you know, certainly buzzwords that, that are all over the place, but they really can help a SOC um, fight the fight. And within XDoor, we actually use them in a couple of different places. Uh, one is with our DBOT scoring system. Uh, so one thing that's really useful is when analysts um, might be a tier one or maybe a more junior analyst. and they're investigating an incident within our platform, but they don't necessarily know what to do. And so within our platform, as I mentioned before, we're the system of record for incidents. Mm -hmm. So we have all of the data, and this is really interesting because there aren't other systems that track this data. We have all the metadata about the incidents. And what that means is the different steps that are taken to get an incident from different points in the life cycle is metadata and who has taken those different steps and which parts of the steps they've taken have led them down a rabbit hole and which steps right. are actually good data. All right. So within our scoring system, if you know Matt is a is an analyst and I'm logging in and I don't know what to do, they'll actually see a section there that'll say Dbot suggests you do these kinds of things. And that'll help me start to understand these are the kinds of actions, be it full packet capture, UEBA, EDR, whatever it is. Right, but these are the kinds of things that I should probably be doing. And then likewise, if I need help and I need to reach out to other people within my team, Dbot will also suggest, based on machine learning, which analysts and list or analysts have experience with this kind of incident 
And then those will be the people that I should reach out to. So definitely, you know, really useful feedback to the analysts on how to process their incident correctly. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So Matt, looking out on the horizon, six to 18 months, right? Everything's in a bit of chaos right now, but uh, what are the next big things our listeners should be thinking about or looking out for? Uh, So we've had a lot of investment in our platform. We just back at our say conference, which seems so long ago right now, um, we announced that we entered the threat intel space. So we are now natively taking in threat intelligence and processing it with playbooks, which is what we know how to do. Uh, I think we're going to see more of that months down the road. And we already are seeing it with different security platforms moving into different parts of the market and trying to break down those silos and really combine the powers of the platform and the powers of the big company stability right into the future of what the stock is. Uh, so I'm excited to see that, you know, our entrance into some other areas potentially, um, certainly through some acquisitions that we that we might have planned, uh, you know, really understanding which are the vendors that you trust and the, that you like working with and pushing them to actually do what you want them to do, even if they don't do it today. All right. Excellent. Well, Matt, again, thank you for joining, sharing your tremendous insights and how better to secure networks. We ask you to tune in next time for another edition of Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with Fusion technology partners like Palo Alto, please go to endace.com. Thank you for listening.